This is Frugal Living. This podcast is brought to you by Brad's Deals, a team of real people dedicated to helping consumers. As we were preparing this episode, I gathered a few interviews with people who wanted to share their online shopping horror stories. They bought something online and got something unexpected, or something unexpected happened. Because Halloween's coming up, we figured it would be fun to release this as a Halloween episode. I talked to Chris Rux about that. I'm Chris Rux, and I'm the video producer at Brad Steele's. Shopping online horror stories story would play fine in July, but if you're going to be releasing it in October, might as well make it a Halloween one for sure. You know, I want—I don't know how, but if you could edit it with Lawson, you know, this this big reveal, and even if it's not actually horrifying, but if you know, if you can build the story, and then this happened, and then this happened, and it was the wrong size, and then you know, just drop that bomb on everybody like it was, and he's right behind you, you know, in a campfire Absolutely. story. Chris had some really good ideas about how to structure a ghost story. So I took his story, and I dropped it into the format that he recommended. After that, we'll hear from Caitlin Kelly. She had her own online shopping horror story, and it's surprisingly similar to Chris's. Finally, we'll talk to Ed Witt, an artist from Chicago, with maybe the most compelling ghost story we've ever heard. I uh, I saw a great deal for um, 200 armor polo shirts for $20, and I thought that was a phenomenal deal, and so I couldn't pass that up, and I placed the order. And then the shirts got to my house, and everything looked fine. I was like, these look pretty nice. You know, the, they look legit. And then I went to put one on, and it was... It was maybe a child's large... It was, it was not fun. It was, you know, and then, you know, again, I'm a bigger guy, so it's, it's not always a fun thing when you put on something that it doesn't fit um, and you start regretting the cheeseburger you had the night before. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it was comically tiny and it, you know, I wasn't sure what the issue was. And if, you know, for all I know, it was, you know, made wrong at the factory and they just didn't want to sell them. And that's why they were so cheap. And they tried, you know, passing them off without adjusting the sizing or something like that. But it, it was, it was not a good fit at all. I was hoping it would be worth it to wait that long, but it didn't really play out that way. My name is Caitlin Kelly, and I'm an associate copy editor at Brad's Deals. My friend Dwayne is a gentle giant. He is probably six feet, six one big burly guy, beard sort of goes down to his chest, but super sweet and nice. He was looking for some button down shirts. And so he took to the internet and went to wish.com, everyone's favorite online shopping website. And keep in mind, this was, you know, four years ago, I think before everyone understood exactly what wish was. Well, he found some really cool button downs 
So he orders them. Three months later, they finally arrive in the mail. So kind of missed the boat on when he wanted to wear them, but he opens them up and he couldn't get his arm through one of the sleeves that was so, so small. So I see him the next few days and he was like, do you want some clothes? And I was like, from you, Dwayne? Uh, but then he offered them to me because he thought they would fit me and I like wear button downs. And I was like, yeah, of course. I typically would fit into like a men's small button down. And these were really tight. As it turns out, I am too big for a men's extra large button down, according to Wish. My name is Ed Witt. I live in Chicago. I'm an artist and I run a couple different artist groups in the Chicago area group on the north side called north side comic artists and then i'm also an organizer for the chicago alternative comics expo or cake this was back in like 2018 it was i think right about the time when apple was releasing the airpods or they were coming out the wireless uh, pods that look like Air- airpods or whatever and I wanted some headphones that were wireless, and I like the style of the plug-in iPhone earbuds, um, but don't like the price of the AirPods. And you know, I saw a, a deal that I was too good to be true. It was sort of a deal deal of the day kind of thing, and uh, it was for what looked like an off-brand version of uh, an AirPod, which I thought was a set. Did like a cursory look at the reviews and they seemed pretty good and there were a lot of them and then uh, received it and it was uh, one earbud. There weren't two. It wasn't the set, uh, even though it said earbuds as the name. <laughs> it was just one. It was the right one. And I noticed then I, when I looked back at the, the, the listing, it did have it hidden after about a paragraph of the title of the, of the name of it. But it worked okay. I got it to pair after some difficulty with my phone. The battery life was terrible, it, it, you know, out of the box. It didn't have a lot of instructions, but it had a plug, a USB plug that went into the end of the pod. It said not to plug it into a wall. Sometimes you have the plugs for your phone that have a, or whatever device have the USB and you can plug them into the wall. So it suggested to just, just charge it, I'm guessing, from a non-powered outlet, so like a computer or something like that. So I didn't to plug it into the wall. Uh, the computer itself was plugged in through its AC cord. And very shortly thereafter, uh, I started smelling kind of like a burn smell. And the, the actual adapter cord uh, melted in the middle and burned. <laughs> and uh, the, 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 the earbud thing itself was hot to the touch. And uh, I, of course, could not use it after that. Of course, this wouldn't be a frugality podcast without talking about ways to avoid these types of issues. Ed and I discussed his purchase and what he learned from it. I checked the reviews and there were basically no negative reviews. I mean, there are some. What they were doing is that they were posting a bunch of these, doing like a deal of the day. And then once people started posting back, like these things are garbage, 
they would just take down the posting and they would post it again some other way um, and, and sell a bunch of them. And so I did in prep for this podcast, I went back to see, you know, when I bought it and then also try to click on it and I can see the description, but if I click on it, it the page no longer exists. And I don't know how long it's not existed, but I suspect probably a week after I bought it was when <laughs> the page came down enough time for people to try them out. And I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen while it was in my ear. I mean, I guess that's one downside of buying super cheap electronics um, is that you don't know the source and, and where they're coming from. But it's hard online because the marketing has gotten very good as far as not only the actual description and everything in the pictures, but the re- fake reviews, you know, made it, made it really difficult. Today, it's like I don't even I don't even buy non name brand stuff. One of the things I've learned from doing a few different interviews, including a few interviews with like the tech editors, is I don't really recommend anyone buy any electronic without talking to someone first. Like yeah. put put a person between you and whatever you're buying. Right. Some sort of review or something like a professional review. Yeah. I mean, a review would be a good one. I'd prefer like you, you know, like a, a person who's tried something, you know, like if you have a set of headphones you like, I would prefer to hear it from you. Yeah. You know, trust, yeah, trust the person. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a real person. Right. And you actually can... You could talk to them if you have a different experience. I followed up with Chris, too. How do you protect yourself from otherwise risky buys? Yeah, you got to find somebody that you trust who knows what they're talking about. When I was looking for those fans, uh, those Dyson Air Multiplier fans, I went to somebody. I, you know, I threw the question out there. You know, Does anybody know a great place to find a good deal on a brand like Dyson? And you'd brought back that, you know, they have some good uh, pricing and things on, on eBay, on their eBay site, which was wonderful because I wasn't aware of that on my own. Um, so getting that information from you was super valuable. That's what's so important is finding somebody that you trust that you know has that knowledge base that you might not have that can give you that information and and steer you in the right direction. I mean, I, I do it all the time. I, I, I know a fair amount about electronics and things like that, but you know, Mike is our electronics guy. David is one of our electronics guys because they're the experts in that. So being able to go to them and say, you know, I'm looking for, uh, I recently I bought a, um, a security camera set up for my exterior of my house. I, I went to Mike, I said, what do you recommend? And he came back with several recommendations, like instantly on, you know, different price points and different features and, you know, what it is exactly that you might be looking for and what might be the right solution for you. So that was tremendously valuable to have someone that knows those things that you trust and can rely on and you can go to them and they just give you that, that great answer right away. You know, and then I can corroborate what he had to say with, you know, reviews online from other publications and things. But time and time again, I find myself just knowing that if you have the right people or the right person to ask, they're going to give you that that good answer right away. And then you don't need to find any other information anywhere else. They've they've led you in the right direction from the get go. You mentioned reviews, and that's actually a really big thing as well. When we talk about putting someone between you and your ultimate purchase, a review is another way of doing that, right? Like someone right. wrote that review, someone interacted with that product, uh, they right. did some digging. And I like that, you know, like that gives me a sense of security. Yeah, I think reviews can be incredibly valuable. Obviously, reviews can get tainted from time to time. And that's another horror story when you come to find out that the 3,000 reviews you read were by bots or, or, or fake. But for the most part, reviews, when you find something you can trust that, that really seem thorough and really seem to have evaluated the product and tested it themselves, it's really nice to have that information because then... In, you know that you're spending your money somewhere that somebody else has spent their money and you know they made that leap first, which is really nice sometimes and they can give you some pointers. I've even had things before too where 
I was kind of leaning towards a particular product and a review, you know, can steer you away from it, but sometimes it can steer you even more towards it because of a use case that you hadn't thought of before. I bought a, a Google Home Hub a year ago, and one of the reviews said, even if all you use it for is a photo frame that just constantly keeps cycling through your photos, that's worth it because it's, it's so fun to see the memories that they resurface from four years ago today. Here's a memory of whatever. And oh, that's awesome. you know, seeing your kids grow. Yeah, it's what's fantastic. Seeing your kids grow up on that. So I was leaning towards it anyway. And then as soon as I saw that one, like, I was like, well, done. You know, even if it's not the best assistant in the world, which I think it's phenomenal, but even if it wasn't all those other good things, it helps surface another use case for it that I hadn't thought of myself and I really have come to enjoy with it. So again, reviews can be so valuable in that way that they can help you think of things that you might not have thought of yourself. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's really easy sometimes when we're doing research on products to just focus on specs and to forget yeah. about like, oh no, there's like people who've done this before me. <laughs> I can right. save some time, use their experience. For sure. When I bought a pair of headphones, there's a, I think they're called drop.com now, but they used to be Mastrop. They sell Sennheiser 6XX headphones. I had no idea what 6XX model is. It yeah. turns out it's, it's unique to them. It's this community of people who are really interested in, you know, very specific things in this case it's like audiophiles they really like mm -hmm. good headphones so they found someone at drop.com went to sennheiser got them to make a very similar model to their 600 series headphones you know the 660s or whatever like these headphones that already are out there and they're already you know the 350 dollars headphones sure when they make them for this website this brand that that comes to them with you know 100 or 100,000 buyers or whatever they're able to offer them at 200 bucks, you know, like almost half off just because they don't say 650. They say 6XX. Right. It wasn't just a good price on something that looked like it might have good specs, but actually a community of people who have told you in, in advance, this is a good product. We effectively commissioned this product, right? you know, for us. And you can trust that if we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone through all that trouble if we didn't think it was going to be worth it. So, you know, you can buy with confidence too. And that's really nice. I love it. I mean, I still use those headphones. I'm listening to them right now. That's how I'm hearing your voice. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to avoid your own online shopping horror story is diligence. Often, it's putting someone between you and a purchase. If you're considering buying from somewhere you've never bought before, ask for help. Special thanks to Chris Rux, Ed Witt, and Caitlin Kelly. H. Borkowski is our story editor. And I'm Jim Marcus. Frugal Living is brought to you by Brad's Deals, a team of proud consumer advocates who scour the internet every day for the best prices on, well, everything. That's B-R-A-D-S-D-E-A-L-S dot com. Happy Halloween.